M A I N M U M U Main Menu Main Menu Welcome to Main Menu for November 21st, 2009. I'm Jamie Pauls, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Today we're going to discuss the LG NV3. Now, the LG NV3 is a phone available through Verizon Wireless, and this phone has some accessibility right out of the box. Um, it actually has speech prompts, both human and text-to-speech in it. It also uses something called advanced voice recognition technology so that you can speak commands to the phone and uh, accomplish quite a bit that way. We are only going to be able to just cover some of the basics because, quite honestly, there are several ways to do pretty much anything you want to do on this phone. That's probably true of any phone that we would look at. But uh, there are definitely ways that I think are easier uh, to accomplish tasks, and that's probably what we're really going to focus on, although depending on time, we may get into some alternate methods as well. I'll try not to bog you down too much with details, but at the same time, I think that it's important that we do a good discussion, a good thorough discussion of the phone, the features, and actually a little bit about cell phone accessibility in general. And I think that will be a worthwhile discussion. The first thing that we need to talk about is resources. How can you find out more about this phone? I think it's very important when you're learning a new product, especially a product that is not specifically designed for the visually impaired, that you have some good resources. Because what can happen, for example, if you purchase a phone that has speech right out of the box, uh, you still need to have some good instructions on how to use the phone. How's the phone laid out? What's the description of the phone? Uh, what parts of the phone you know, speak and what parts don't, and if they don't speak, then what's the best way to go about memorizing menu commands and that sort of thing? Because with a phone like the one we're describing today, there is some memorization required. I will tell you that the NV3 speaks two menu levels deep, and that is quite a bit of information, but there are plenty of times when you run into that wall where you don't have speech prompts and so you need to rely on memorization at that point not really a big deal not really a problem uh, once you understand that that is required and if you have the tools to be able to memorize you can download a PDF file of pretty much any phone manual today but what you will often discover is that the documentation is incomplete as far as accessibility is concerned. You might have all of the step-by-step -step instructions on how to do something, but all of the button presses are very often graphic symbols in the PDF document. So when you convert that to text, all of those graphics are gone. So you have 95% of the information that you need but the 5% that you don't have is crucial 
to actually accomplishing tasks. So fortunately, verizonwireless.com has an accessibility page, an accessibility link. And there's not really a good URL to get to that link, so I find the best way to get there is just simply go to verizonwireless.com and click on accessibility. When you go there, you will find several accessible manuals for various phones that have uh, varying degrees of speech built in. And by accessible, not only are the manuals in text format, so they're easy for us to read, but descriptions of the phone have been given, um, the graphics have been converted to text so that when you need to press the menu key, that is stated in the manual, and you know what you need to press. Another really great resource for the NV3 is a Braille manual from LG. If you are a Braille reader, even though you might be able to download the text file and put it on a note taker if you happen to have one, I still don't think that's as good as the really well-formatted Braille manual that's available from National Braille Press. Actually, it's produced by National Braille Press. I called LG at 800-793-8896. That's 800-793-8896. The lady that answered the phone understood immediately that I needed a Braille manual for the NV3. She told me that it would be provided free of charge. She told me it would be about six weeks before it arrived. And it was a while, but I think it was probably less than six weeks. But it definitely took a little bit for it to, to get here. When it arrived, it was two nice, thick Braille volumes. The entire manual is provided, not just selections from the manual. And I think that's important to note because there are often times when you might want to know how to do something on your phone, even if it's not accessible, even if it isn't uh you know, inherently accessible, you might have a sighted person handy that would want to do something on your phone or that you would need for them to do something on your phone. And so it would be great to be able to go to the manual, find the page number, either tell them the page number so they can look along with you or just simply give them the instructions. For example, you cannot set the date and time on this phone with speech. Most unfortunate, I realize. Uh, fortunately, when I got my phone through Verizon Wireless, uh, the representative set it up for me, set the date and time, at least, for me, and uh, that should stay. Uh, it changes with daylight saving time, that sort of thing. Uh, so I don't foresee really needing to reset that any time in the future. But definitely, definitely uh, acquire the Braille manual if you are inclined to use Braille. Let's talk just a little bit about the state of cell phone accessibility in general. Um, my very first cell phone was from Cell One. I live in North Central Missouri. The only thing accessible about it was that the buttons were easy to find, and that was it. Um, I actually learned to do a few things through memorization, uh, besides making calls, uh, but uh, certainly nothing complex. And uh, I didn't have anything like a texting plan or anything like that back then. It was just very few minutes and just needing it to. You know, I thought I was only going to use it for emergencies. That's kind of probably the biggest um, joke in the world. If you buy a cell phone and you think that's all you're going to use it for, uh, there may be a few people who do that, but most people probably find that uh, it's a little more uh, handy than, than just doing that. But certainly, I became 
interested, increasingly interested in the accessibility of cell phones. I became aware of talks for Symbian. I can remember listening to Blind Cool Tech and listening to Larry Scootcon demonstrate talks, and I just was fascinated and thought how much I would like to have that. I did something that I should never have done, actually. Well, first of all, we switched from Cell 1 to Altel. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, the phone I got with Altel was an LG, I think it was a 5550. It had some voice commands built into it and would read out a few things. Not anything like what the current phones do today, but I remember just being fascinated by that and thinking, gosh, um, surely, surely it's possible that we could eventually have more accessibility. And uh, I can remember you know, that kind of being my quest for a more accessible cell phone. The thing that I did that I shouldn't have done was I switched carriers to acquire a more accessible cell phone. And the reason I shouldn't have done that was because I went with T-Mobile, which in my area just does not have the greatest coverage. So I went with a Nokia 6600, which didn't work very well at all because of some roaming issues uh, that are were a problem in this area. Then I went to a smartphone with mobile speak. And I used that for several years, and I used it quite successfully. I didn't prefer uh, the pocket PC phones or the smartphones over Symbian. I actually preferred Symbian, but uh, that definitely was a, a an option that I could afford because the phone was reasonably priced through T-Mobile. I was able to get mobile speak, smartphone edition, and I was able to use the phone quite um, quite successfully for a long time. Um, certainly, I, I became more aware of increasing accessibility. We've mentioned Talks for Symbian. I mentioned MobileSpeak, Pocket PC, and Smartphone Edition. HAL for smartphones uh, is around. I don't know that we hear about that quite as much in the United States, but certainly it is an option. Um, now, Tox is actually available on one phone uh, through Verizon Wireless. It's a smartphone, the HTC Ozone. When I decided to switch from T-Mobile to Verizon Wireless, because um, Altel was acquired by Verizon Wireless in this area, and um, when I was aware of that, I decided to switch to Verizon Wireless, and I needed to find a phone that I could use. I was aware of the HTC Ozone, but according to the blind users Verizon phones email list that I am subscribed to and we'll talk about later, uh, it appeared that perhaps that phone screen reader combination wasn't quite ready for prime time yet. There are people that are using it successfully, but there appear to be some issues with it and I think maybe it just needs some development, some, some work. Also, I wasn't crazy about the fact that um, the phone... Um, only had a QWERTY keyboard. It did not have a numeric keypad at all, and I didn't like that idea at all. So I needed to find a phone that was reasonably priced that I could uh, use successfully because I was going to switch carriers. My wife had to get a new phone. I had to get a new phone. Going to be a little bit of outlay of money there, and uh, I needed to find something that I could afford. Now, I'm not just giving you my life history just to be rambling. I think there's actually a little method here. I want you to understand my process that I went through, and perhaps some of you might actually go through similar processes as you make these decisions. 
So that brought me to the next question. What would be some accessible phones out of the box? I could go with a Pocket PC phone with Verizon Wireless using MobileSpeak. Verizon Wireless requires the use of a data plan, which is an extra $30 a month if you get a Pocket PC phone. I didn't really want to do that at present. I kind of wanted to ease into this transition a little bit. I wanted to make sure that I really liked Verizon Wireless. I was pretty sure I was going to, but you know, I needed to make sure. So I decided to go with a lower cost plan, or at least a reasonable plan, and a reasonably priced phone. So that immediately brought me to the LG phones that are available. I started doing some research. I found a Blind Cool Tech podcast on the LG Envy done by Rick Harmon, which was quite well done. I found a podcast by Holly Anderson on the Envy 2. By the way, Envy is lowercase en capital V, and then the number that follows. And most recently, Scott Lawler has done a short demonstration of the Envy 3, which is what we're talking about today. Uh, So I began to do some research, and I decided that that was the phone that I was going to go with. Um, Certainly, there have been other accessibility uh, options as far as accessible phones. The ScreenlessPhone.com website offered an Oasis phone, which was a phone that uh, did not have a screen. It was only available with GSM carriers, which would be AT&T or uh, T-Mobile. And that phone appeared to have some issues as well. It was rather pricey, uh, didn't have some features that other phones generally have. For example, if I recall correctly, you could not dial 611 and uh, get, you know, information from your phone's, uh, from, from your carrier, like payment information, minutes used, that sort of thing. Um, so I'm not sure what the state of that device is right now. Certainly on the uh, horizon, is the orator for the BlackBerry, which is coming from uh, HumanWare MobileSpeak, that partnership. You can find out more at www.accessiblebb.com. As of this recording, I do not believe that has actually been released, but it's very close, and it remains to be seen yet which carriers and which BlackBerry devices um, are going to be supported when it's all said and done. And of course, there is the talk of the blind community right now, which is the iPhone with the voiceover screen reader built right into it. Voiceover is Apple's screen reader for the Mac, uh, which is now on the iPod Touch and also on the iPhone. You have to be an AT&T subscriber to use the iPhone at present, although there are rumors uh, that the iPhone may be available with other carriers such as Verizon Wireless sometime next year. We will have to see how that develops. I chose not to go with AT&T in my area because I watched other people who used AT&T have some of the same coverage issues as I was having with T-Mobile, although not to the extent that I was having them, but certainly there were the issues. So I decided to stick with CDMA, therefore Verizon Wireless. I wasn't as familiar with Sprint in this area, but again, I have a friend or two who has Sprint and I didn't see the reception being quite what I needed it to be. I do some traveling. I play in rural areas, in churches, that sort of thing. So I find myself out in the middle of the country at night many times with my wife. So the best coverage available was extremely important to me. 
So we come to my choice, which was the NV3. Let's go ahead and describe the phone. Then we will start going through uh, using the phone in, in various ways, as I have said before. The phone's about four and a half inches long and about two inches wide. Those are not internet specs. Those are not, are not official specs. Those are just my measurements. But those are, those are pretty close, I believe. The phone operates in two ways. One is when the phone is closed and it has a regular numeric keypad as any phone would have. The second way is with the phone open and you have a QWERTY keyboard at that point. So let's go ahead and take a look at the phone as it's closed or as it's referred to in the manual as the external keypad. At the top of the phone, you will find the display and the earpiece, as you would imagine. Below the display, the most prominent control is a circular button with a button or a circular control with a button in the middle. The circle is up, down, right, and left arrows. The button in the middle is the OK or menu key, depending on what you're using it for. To the left of the circle, at the top of the, of the phone, right under the display, is the contacts key. Below that is the call key. To the right of the circle, at the top, is the voice command key, or if you're entering numbers or a text message, that's the clear key. Below that is the end key. Below the circular button and the two buttons on either side of it, or, so that would be four buttons in total, is a set of four strips, and that's the best way I know to, to describe them. And that is the numeric keypad. The first strip is one, two, three. And even though you can't really distinguish where one, two, and three uh, separate, the phone is wide enough, and the way the keypad is laid out, it's very, very easy to place your um, fingers on one, two, three, and uh, it's very widely spaced, very widely spaced apart, and it's very easy to tell where you are on the phone. Below one, two, and three, uh, as you would expect, are four, five, and six. Um, the the strips are almost like stair steps, uh, or I've heard it de described as ridges. So it's very easy to distinguish where one row ends and another one starts. So four, five, and six. The five has two nibs on either side of it. So again, when you place your fingers on the uh, keypad, you find um, the five is very easy to distinguish. Below four, five, and six are uh, seven, eight, and nine, and of course, star zero pound. That takes care of the front of the phone. On the left side of the phone is the camera key, which or button, which we won't really use, and then um, two volume buttons, which, you know, are pretty self-explanatory. That describes the phone closed. If we open the phone and take a look at it, at the top of the phone, the very top of the phone, we have a left soft key 
and a right soft key. And they're in the middle of the phone, actually close to about um, the number eight key yeah, is kind of, actually, I take that back, um, about number three is where the left soft key is, and about number eight on the numeric keypad is, or on the QWERTY keypad, is where the right soft key would, would be. So above number three is left soft, and above number eight is right soft. So you have the right, or left and right soft keys, and then below that, you have on the left a uh, key that is the favorites key, which we don't use because this phone is not accessible on the internet or with email. Below that is a messaging key, which quite honestly I haven't gotten it to work, so I'm not exactly sure what that is, um, what the deal is with that. I need to read up on that a little bit. Below that is the shift key, so when you press that key, then the next key that you press is going to be capitalized, the next letter. It's going to be capitalized. Below that is a symbols key. The symbols key is used to create punctuation. So symbols key and then the number one is exclamation. Symbols key plus the number two is at pound dollar um, percent carat ampersand asterisk left and right paren and then there's a little section a little divider with two keys and we're speaking now of the keys that are to the right of the number keys that are at the top of the QWERTY keypad the one on the left is send the one on the right is end. Below that, you have your regular QWERTY keypad, um, the rows of keys that you would expect to find. The F and J keys have little nibs on them, and so they are easy to find that way. On the bottom row, about six keys in, is the space key, which is all the other keys are rectangular. The space key is a square key. The space key is also used as the voice command key when the phone is open. On the right side of the phone, below the send and end key is a square button, which is left, right, up, and down with the OK button in the middle. Below that, on the bottom right of the phone, is a speaker button. To the left of that is the clear key. There's a little divider bar. And then to the left of that, which is the actual um, QWERTY keypad, the bottom right button on the QWERTY keypad, so just to the left of the clear, is the period. I think that's going to give you enough information to be able to properly orient yourself to the phone. The charger port on the phone is a little bit interesting if you once you get the hang of it it's not difficult but you have to place your finger at the bottom of the phone in a little groove and you actually pull it's actually a little plastic piece it's it's part of the phone that actually pulls away it's it's on a hinge but it actually pulls away to reveal the USB port quite honestly I have a little trouble getting it plugged in sometimes, but um, I think that's just one of those things that the more I do it, the easier it will be. 
and uh, it's an odd little little setup. I've never seen anything quite like it, but it's not rubberized. It's actually part of the plastic, so it's almost like you're tearing your phone up. It literally just kind of it's like a little sliver of the of the phone that that pulls away to reveal the port. So um, that is pretty much everything that I think we need to discuss about the layout of the phone. When you first get the phone, it will not speak directly out of the box. So you're going to need to set up speech. Now I personally, and this is just my personal opinion, and there are going to be some people that disagree with me, but that, that's okay. I personally would recommend sighted assistance to at least get the first um, speech prompts going. I will give you instructions on how to do it without assistance. But the reason I think it's probably a, a good idea is just simply because if you just you're not familiar with the layout of the phone, you're not going to be until you use it a while. And it would be really easy. In fact, I had my wife sitting there with me when I tried to do it without assistance and I hit a wrong button. So I wound up in a menu that I didn't have a clue that I was in because I didn't have any speech prompts. And of course, it was not difficult for her to reorient me and we, we got it going. But I mean, I, for my own part, don't know what I would have changed on the phone if I had tried to do it. And, um, you know, it just wouldn't have worked. So I would suggest... If you want to have a Verizon wireless representative set it up for you, at least just get the, the first speech prompts going. Once you've got that, then you can do some other things yourself. It's on page 105 of the manual. You need to open the flip and press OK. Then you need to press the numbers 9, 6, 3, and 4. That's going to get you to prompts, and you need to arrow down to readout plus alerts. If the representative or whoever you're having assist you will do that much, uh, or you can even do that with someone looking over your shoulder, you will get uh, speech prompts going. Now, from the blind users of Verizon phones list, there is a text file that's floating around on the list. I don't know that it's really floating around. It's uh, list members are quite willing to to distribute it when asked. But there are instructions for setting up speech without sighted assistance, and here they are. Open the phone and press the space key. Press the right soft key. Press down arrow three times. You're on prompts. Press OK. You're on mode. Press OK. Down arrow once and press OK. Press end. That will give you uh, the prompts to, you know, to have the menu spoken. To have the phone say who is calling and ring, press the OK button. Press down arrow to settings and tools and press OK. Press down arrow three times to sound settings and press OK. Press down arrow two times to call sounds and press OK. Press down arrow two times to call ID announcement and press OK. Press down arrow once and press OK. Press end. Setting up the phone for reading messages. The phone comes set with the messages threaded. That is, for a sighted person, they can see what they have sent as well as what they received all in one view. You first need to change the phone so that it has the traditional inbox. To do this, open the phone and press the left soft key. It will say messaging, new message. Press the left soft key again. The phone will say settings, messages view. Then press the OK key. Press the down arrow and OK. 
After a second or so, it will say, Settings, Messages View again. Press the End key. Now, those are the instructions that um, I have chosen to read from the text file that's on the list. There are some other instructions available in that text file. Uh, some of them we will actually go through as we demonstrate the phone. So I've chosen not to read the entire text file, but I think those are the things that you might want to do to really get the phone up and going. So now that we're about 30 minutes into this discussion, almost, uh, it's time to actually see what this phone will do and to actually demonstrate its abilities. I'm going to uh, hit the OK key a couple of times. By default, KeyGuard is enabled on this phone. That's actually a good thing. KeyGuard is the same thing as KeyLock. Um, the other day, I was going to work on the bus and my phone got bumped and my phone dialed 911. So <laughs> the dispatcher contacted me and wanted to know if I was okay, and of course I was. So I'm going to have to be a little careful uh, because the first contact is in case of emergency, ICE. So, uh, you know, it is possible to make uh, unintended calls on your phone. And that was with KeyGuard on. So I had quite a bit of stuff on my hip that day. So uh, it just got bumped enough times in enough ways that I managed to uh, call 911. That was a little embarrassing, but it turned out okay. So anyway, when you first start to use the phone, you have to turn off KeyGuard. And the phone manual says you need to press the OK key one or two times. I don't know why it sometimes requires two presses, but it sometimes does. That's a bit of an oddity, but uh, there's really no way around that. So having said that, I'm going to press the menu key a couple of times. And I'm going to press the voice command key. Please say a command. Check phone status. Battery full. EVDO three bars. Digital 1X, two bars. E911 only on. Verizon wireless network. Volume high. No new missed calls. No new voicemail. No new message. 2.25 p.m. Wednesday, November 18th. A lot of information. Fortunately, you don't have to listen to all of that information all of the time. You can inquire about various aspects of the phone status individually, like check new messages or check time, check date, that sort of thing. One of the things you're going to want to do frequently is to enter contacts. And we're going to do that two ways. The first way we're going to do it is with the phone closed. So I'm going to unlock the keypad. And I'm going to enter the main menu comment line. So that's 206-338-7823. Press OK twice. I'm on mobile one, arrow down to home, arrow down to work, press OK. I'm going to enter the name. M-A-I-N space. And press OK. Contact saved. It's, it's that simple. Um, now, I did it slowly so you could hear the phone speak, and you can tell that there, yes, there is a lag. The speech prompts do lag behind the numbers. One of those things that we would not consider acceptable at all if we were using 
a phone with a screen reader, but we're not. So that's just one of those things. Um, let's see what we can do with this contact. The first thing we're going to do is to read out the contact information. Then I'm going to modify the name of the contact. And then I'm going to modify one of the other properties of the contact. I'm going to modify the uh, home number of this contact. So we're going to do a, about three things here, and I'll just kind of walk you through those as, before we do them. Contacts. Mm -hmm. Please say a command. Read out main menu. Reading contact details of main menu. Work two zero six three three eight seven eight two three. Do you want to call, modify, erase, or create new? Modify. What would you like to modify? Name, mobile one, home, work, email one. Mobile two, fax, email two. Name. At this point, I need to unlock the keypad. Need to. Make sure that I have everything cleared out of there. I know I do. I need to type. Let's try this again. C. O. M. M. E. M. N. I'm not so sure about that. Let's do it again. updated. Reading contact details of comment line work two zero six three three eight seven eight two three. Do you want to call, modify, erase, or create new? Modify. What would you like to modify? Name, mobile one, home, work, email one, mobile two, fax, email two. Home. Modify. Please say your phone number. Two zero six three three eight seven eight two three. Contact found. Did you say two zero six three three eight seven eight two three? Yes. That never works. I have to hit the OK key. There we go. Comment line. Mobile. Two zero six three three eight seven eight two three. Work two zero six three three eight seven eight two three. Do you want to call, modify, erase, or create new? Erase. Do you want to erase the contact? Yes. Contact erased. Please say a command. Now remember, I can say things like call main menu modify main menu so I can just give specific commands without going through all of those steps. And let's go over what we just did. I created, with the phone closed, I created the contact, I dialed the number, hit OK twice, decided to put it in the work slot so you have 
mobile one, home, work, um, I forget what's below that. Fax, mobile two. There, there's an email also and, and so on and so forth. I'm just usually worried about the first three, uh, mobile one, home, and work. Those are the ones I'm interested in. So I, I chose the label. I pressed OK. Then I typed the name of the contact, pressed OK, and it updated it. So then I told uh, the phone to read out the contact information. It read me the name, main menu. It read the work phone number. Then it asked me what I wanted to do. I decided to modify it. I chose to modify the name. Now this was still with the phone closed. So then I cleared out the main menu name. And that's a little tricky. You kind of got to make sure that you've got everything cleared out because it tacks whatever you type onto the end of it if you're not careful. Uh, then I retyped a new name, comment line. Um, then it asked me what I wanted to do. I said modify, and I chose to put in a number for home. When you use speech and you modify uh, a contact, um, then you are asked to speak the phone number. And so I did that. It recognized it, and it uh, created the the home number, which of course was the same as work. I just it's the same phone number, obviously. I just put it in two different places. So and then I chose to erase the contact all using my voice. Now you can do many, if not most, of these things from the menus as well. So as I've said, there are there's more than one way to do things. In fact, we're going to create two new contacts. I'm going to open the phone and we're going to um, press the left, actually it's the right soft key. Contacts, in case of emergency. And actually that's not what I wanted to do because that's giving me the list of contacts. So I need to add, uh, back out of that. I need to hit the menu key. Media center. I'm going to up arrow. Messaging. VZ navigator. Contacts. Press enter. Contacts. New contact. Press OK again. Now I have no speech at this point. I'm on name. I'm going to call this. T. O. I didn't want it the O. I wanted an I. Uh, once I make a mistake like that, I find it's I have a tendency to do it again. I. There we go. M. E. U So time and temperature I'm going to arrow down past mobile home work We're going to call 7 5 Actually let's clear those two out 6 4 6 and 1121 Press OK to save the contact. Contact saved. Contact. New contact. All right. Now I'm going to 
use the clear key at the bottom of the phone, second from the right, to back out of the menus. And there we go. Um, we're now out of the menus. So I'm, there is actually, I've not found a way to create a new contact by voice by just saying create new contact. If you say anything, new contact, create new contact, it just takes you to the new contact uh, menu. And you can you just do what I just now did. Um, so there's actually a way to create a contact by voice, but it's a little bit um, it's a little bit roundabout. So let me just demonstrate it for you. I have the phone closed. I'm going to unlock the keypad, press the voice command. Please say a command. Read out time and temperature. Reading contact details of time and Temperature. Work. 6461121. Six, one, one. Do you want to call, modify, erase, or create new? Create new. Create new. Please say your phone number. 206-338-7823. Contact found. Did you say 206-338-7823? Yes. All right, now I need to decide where I want to put it. So it's right now on mobile. I'm going to go down to unlock the keypad. Home, work, OK. Now I need to type a name. M-A-I-S-S. I'm going to do a little faster here than normal. M-E-N. Well, maybe I'm actually not going to go that fast. Press OK. Contact saved. Reading contact details of time and temperature. And oddly enough, it doesn't read me the main menu uh, information, but let's try it. Let's make sure it was put in properly. Please say a command. Read out main menu. Reading contact details of main menu. Work 206-338-7823. Do you want to call, modify, you, do you? Okay, that's correct. Now, remember, you don't have to do all this by voice. I can open the phone if I want to. I can hit the left soft key. Messaging. And I actually didn't want messaging. I think I may have done that earlier. Um, I'll hit the right soft key. Contacts. In case of emergency. And I can just arrow down here. Keep going down a ways. Actually, main menu was above mom, which is where I would expect it to be. If I wanted to call that contact, I could just hit the send key right now and it would call it. So uh, we've looked at about three different ways to enter a contact. We've done it with the phone closed. Um, we've done it with the phone open, and then we've done it by voice, and it wouldn't matter whether the phone was closed or open at that point when you um, did that. I have the phone closed. I'm going to send myself a text message. Please say a command. Send new text message to 660-973-Message to 660 
And I can now type with the keypad. After I unlock it, Hitting all fumble fingers here. Let's just do this over. What do you say? see what I've managed to type to myself here. We'll wait for this message to come back, and then we'll read it with the phone closed. Alright, we're going to hit the OK key twice, and then the pound key. This is a test. Well, I actually did a pretty good job there. Alright, good deal. You can do that with the phone closed. If you choose to read messages with the phone open, the way to do that is to um, hit the menu key. Actually, to make sure you're out of the menus, hit the menu key. Media center. Up arrow. Messaging. Enter. Messaging. New message. Down arrow. Inbox. Press OK on that. The message header is displayed if I press enter. The message opens if I press the space key. This is a test. I have a text from my wife that I can let you uh, listen to. I'm going to press, I have it open. I'm going to press the space key. Hit it again. Sounds good to me. I will drop Jen off about 430 and then go get them see you after bit. If I press OK on that message. Reply. Text message. If I press enter again, and um, I can just simply type uh, something like uh, doing another. Main menu is where we're headed here. And we will send that. So, replying to a text message is very, very simple not much to it at all. One of the things that is a bit of a downside, uh, I, I like to say there are things about this phone that cause me a little bit of heartburn. Um, the fact that you are not using a phone that has full accessibility is not something to be taken lightly, To just to be straight out honest with you. Um, 
when you get a new text message, when it first comes in, you hear who it's from. If you didn't catch that, or if you're going back to read old messages, um, you don't know necessarily who that message was from. I actually responded to a message that my wife sent me that I thought was from someone else. Now, fortunately, that might have been a little awkward, but it wasn't a bad situation for me. But you can see where that could be a little strange. Um, and, you know, you might actually find yourself in a position of having to reply to someone and say, hey, you know, who is this? Uh, that's not exactly the best situation to find yourself in. Most of the time when you're replying to text messages, you do it quickly. You respond as soon as you get it, and so you know who the message is from. And more often than not, you know from the context of the message who it was from. But the fact of the matter remains you don't have a way of knowing who the message was from once you receive it. You also don't have a way of spelling words. You don't have a way of reviewing character by character. It would be nice if when you used right and left arrow, you know, that you would hear the character as you pass over it. That's not the case. So uh, there is certainly plenty of opportunity to wish for more accessibility than we have. But the fact of the matter is the phone is quite usable if you want simple features, if you want basic tasks, or if you're like me and you just kind of wanted to get your new carrier set up. Um, I kind of wanted my wife to get a decent phone for a change. It's usually all about what what I need from accessibility standpoint and you know, what I need to spend, and I thought it was kind of only fair to get her a decent phone. And uh, so I kind of eased into this, as I said earlier. And um, in doing so, uh, you know, was able to get a phone that meets my needs, certainly not the pleasure to use that a fully accessible phone would be. And I don't anticipate using this phone forever. I suspect that when the time comes, um, you know, I will upgrade to something a little more accessible, whether it's an iPhone, if that becomes available on Verizon Wireless, or eventually if uh, a different phone with talks comes along that I really like the looks of, and uh, you know it's been tested and proven to really work pretty well with talks, that's something I would certainly consider doing in the future. I don't want to overlook the simple task of making a phone call on this phone. Uh, you can press the voice command key, say call John Smith Mobile, and it will do that. Call John Smith Work or John Smith Home, it will certainly do that. You can hit the voice command key and also use the up and down arrow keys to go through a menu of the different things you can do by voice. So that's another nice way of learning the voice command features of this phone. One of the things that's really nice about the accessible manual, manual is there is a menu structure, uh, basically a diagram, a chart, whatever you want to call it in the, the manual. So all of the menus are listed and all of the options under each of the menus is listed. And so um, that's a great resource. You know, there is a lot of memorization with this phone. For example, I know that whenever I get a text message and I press OK to unlock the keypad, then the, the message header is showing on the phone. I need to press OK again to open the message, and then I can press the pound key to read the message. Then if I want to reply, I need to hit uh, make sure the keypad's unlocked, 
hit uh, the OK key to reply to say that yes I do want this to be a text message press OK again on that then I can type my reply so there's a lot of things even and I've been using the phone about a month so and just no longer than I've been using it there are plenty of areas where I have to have somewhat of a visual if you will a mental image of what the menus look like and of course uh, you get you hit a wrong button you get in a hurry uh, you find yourself not where you think you are and you just hope you haven't changed a setting that you will regret later and have to track down and figure out what you've done but if you take your time uh, you know I, this phone is actually quite usable uh, I use it every day um, I find it to be pleasant to use I don't talk to my phone all the time I use the menus quite frequently and uh, it is quite usable so I think that's kind of uh, probably the bottom line thing that I should say about the phone um, let's go through a list of the symbols that you will find when you hit the symbol key plus a letter or a number here's what you get one is exclamation point two is at three is number or pound four is dollar five percent six carat seven ampersand eight asterisk asterisk nine open parenthesis zero close parenthesis e left brace r right brace t left bracket y right bracket u plus i equal o underscore p dash f backslash g accent h colon j semicolon k quote l apostrophe key next to l is the enter key v is less than b greater than n forward slash m question mark period is comma and that is from the internal QWERTY keypad. Some resources to be aware of, the blind users Verizon phones list, blind users Verizon phones dash subscribe at yahoogroups.com is a great resource. I highly recommend it. Go to Blind Cool Tech, find the podcast done by Rick Harmon, Holly Anderson, and Scott Lawler on the Envy, the Envy 2, and the Envy 3. I think you will find those to be great resources as well. I would love to hear from you. Email me at jamiepaus at gmail.com. You can also email mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can call the comment line at 206-338-7823. Love to hear from you. If you have questions, let me know. We'll try to get you up and running with this phone. If you have demos of phones that you'd like to submit to Main Menu, go ahead and give me some contact or go ahead and contact me and we'll talk about that and talk about how you can present what you feel would be a good demo for the program. Thanks a lot. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of Jeff Bishop and the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.